0: Welcome, my dear DI champions, to a new episode of the We Include podcast, where we bring you the most impactful diversity and inclusion solutions in the market. I am your host, Juan Erdekescu, and I am taking you to Amsterdam, the Netherlands. Today, we uncover the mission of Zartec, right from the founder, Nelson Te Ajulo, and his trusted partner, Brandon Thompson. Born in Nigeria with a PhD in International Economics, Nelson was inspired in his entrepreneurial journey by experiencing life and work in the UK, Australia, New Zealand, Malaysia, Singapore, Germany and now the Netherlands. He founded Zartec and proposes connecting tech businesses with senior IT talent from Africa without displacing them. Beyond the butterfly effect that positively impacts the global economy when you create job opportunities without uprooting, their foundation is dedicated to educating more women tech talents. We talk about the impact of diverse teams in tech, the challenges of people of color in the Netherlands, and the opportunity emerging countries have if technology talent is nurtured. It's a good one. So grab your headphones and join us. Hello, 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 Nelson, Brandon. How are you? Welcome.
1: Hi, one. Hi, one. Thanks for having us.
0: You I can see you're not doing this every day, but I'm happy you're giving me the honor to have you on the We Include podcast. I am truly, truly proud that I got to to do this session with you. Um feel comfortable. The audience would not bite, they won't see you. <laughs> but they would love to hear your story. I think um having you representing Zartec uh, for this episode, it's a very different type of um DEI focused business that we had until now on the podcast. And I'm very very excited to share your story. Um, how how are things? It's the end of the summer.
1: Um, I think uh, from my side, uh, things are great. Uh, quite a very uh, busy time uh, with launching new products and, of course, also upscaling the current uh, products and services line as well. So. It's been uh, quite a very interesting time, joyful, exciting, scary, and uh, yeah, full of expectations.
0: Brandon, what's keeping you busy these days? Uh,
2: quite a lot, actually. Um, but it was a nice summer as well. I think um, I managed to enjoy my time off as well. Plus, we introduced some new colleagues um, this couple of weeks, which is really nice, because then I have new colleagues as well. So um, overall, I'm quite uh, happy with how things were going, but also it was... Uh, I, I, I Managed to enjoy my time quite a lot. And so, tell
0: me a little bit about the business. I'm very um, curious to hear from yourself. I was really impressed with how detailed you have your mission, your vision, and the approach that uh, you you have with Zartec. But Nelson, I'm, I'd be very keen to understand your initial spark, how did Zartek start? Why is it so focused on building diverse teams?
1: Yeah, uh, I think um, majority of the uh, vision and the mission started, uh, I think when I was uh, quite young, just being exposed to the Western world where, of course, um, where there is a lot of opportunities, you know, you work hard and that effort and that hard work meet opportunity. And then you see the results. Um, And then, of course, you also have the African continent or even some developing economies uh, whereby people also work, you know, equally super hard as well. But the opportunities are just not as much. And there's a lot of uh, dependencies that are not in place to heckle that effort. So I've always uh, taken it upon myself to look for ways to bridge that opportunities or even create opportunities where there is less opportunity or bridge surplus of opportunities to where there is none and create a win-win scenario. Um, and uh, thankfully, of course, um, uh, through my PhD uh, studies, I dived into the future population. Saw the, I saw the decreasing population in the West in some of the developed uh, economy and then saw the increasing population in some of the developing economy. And I thought this could be a very interesting line of opportunity, especially from the angle of uh, the ambition for every economy to remain productive and to compete on the international marketplace, whereas the human capital becomes very significant. So we thought, why not leverage, you know, uh, the human capital from one side to the other side and then be able to driving FDI from one region to the other region and also to be able to actually create opportunities where they wouldn't have been in the first place. Also, in essence, foster um, technology, infrastructure distribution from one side to the other side and create a win-win balance because one side now could access... could access more human capital to produce and still, still remain international, internationally competitive. And the other side could drive FD high uh, without losing its human capital to brain drain and mm-hmm. still driving FD high, increase uh, what you call um, the local economy and create a win-win balance on both sides
0: super interesting. Ultimately there are many business uh, businesses out there in the out, uh, outsourcing outstaffing uh, field. there is huge demand of course globally. Um, there have been many shifts due to this remote hybrid, let's say accessibility as well, penetration of internet and so on. Um, what is it that differentiates your business from potential competitors?
1: um one major uh, differentiator for us um actually we've got several actually um because of course uh zatek as a whole uh we started zatec actually as zwatek which means black tech and mm, uh, I wanted we... to ask about that <laughs> <laughs> yeah so that that's the whole story you know uh we yeah. you know we wanted to because i do believe that humans have the best intention sometimes we just don't have the means and sometimes we also we you know the the, the subconscious uh, gets the best of us sometimes um but they, this you know these gaps can be fulfilled can be solved it's not something that we can be like okay because we have the intention that we shouldn't do anything about it no we have the intention that we can put process and protocols uh, in place to actually help to assist that intention uh, to be completed. So I saw that That's what our intention to be much more inclusive, to create an equal world for tomorrow. If we still don't affect the subconscious, let's say, for example, a lot of negativity being attached to, let's say, for example, the world's what in the Netherlands, if you don't correct that at -hmm. an early stage, then children who are also born into, you know, we're never going to meet that completeness of that cycle, even though we have the best intention. But then correct, let's say, subconscious um, uh, way of, let's say, of, viewing languages, you know, that could affect people, that could shift our subconscious mindset from negative to positive could be a very good starting point. So that was one one side. And the other side is also to of course, because if we if Zatec is not here, of course companies will still engage remote developers from Africa. But With Zatek, we make sure that the developers do not get uprooted away from Africa because when they get relocated away from Africa to the West, the multiplication effect is more on the West because they receive the salary, they rent the house in in the West, they spend the money in the West and what is left becomes very, very, very little. In relation to when they stay back in Africa and they get paid in Africa, then they indeed indeed in much more heavier, FDI, high, and then that actually helps to support the local economy because they buy from the local economy, they rent from the local the economy. The community. That, that, as I said, that leads to much more multiplication effect, whereby the community also benefits from the education that they've taught this individual. And that decreases the influence and the ref- reciprocity of brain drain. Overall, and then of course uh, overcoming these obstacles of creating this infrastructure uh, yeah. of remote work, and especially with Africa being involved and creating that level of trust, then becomes a challenge that we had to overcome as a company.
0: I think even in some of your um, presentation, you you talk about bridging this gap, right? And considering that everybody should move to where jobs are, I don't think that necessarily helps long term, as you say, but I do imagine somehow that even in this style of working, you help organizations address their own internal, let's say, cultural biases, but also work uh, norms that they have, um, and you influence somehow the diversity, equity, and inclusion strategies that they have. The more they see, the more they do. Um, Are you in any way... Um, I don't know, visibly seeing impact by organizations or your clients working with your teams um, for them to understand a little bit or change the way they work because they see a more diverse slate of talent within their groups and within their products as well, I might say. I I, I am fascinated by usually the impact on what people developed in terms of services and products when the teams are diverse. What do you see as impact?
1: Uh, That's a beautiful question, actually. Um, You know, people don't know what they don't know. And uh, when they know, then perception change um, and wrong... Uh, notions of thinking also get corrected as well, and that's also very contagious because then they tell their friends, and their friends tell their friends, and and that's also how you can circulate like positive information. Um, for some of our clients, actually most of our clients, it's quite interesting that they've never engaged uh, an African developer. So they, some of them have this, you know, um thinking that, you know, it's not the same quality. And and of course, as a company, we, we have this nice um, uh, opportunity that when companies haven't engaged a developer from Africa, we give them the developer for free for the first one month. So we take the risk and say, you know what, we'll collaborate with this developer. We will pay, we will be responsible for it. And within that one month, if you're not satisfied, you can go your own way. But then this allows this company actually to be able to try and collaborate for the first time and every company that we've tried that with always come back and be like, whoa, I didn't expect this. This is the same quality. You know, they they, they always get superseded in terms of expectations. And and I think that's just, that's just important because that is so powerful in, in itself because uh, myself as, you know, as an outsider, I can't come into the Netherlands, for example, and start telling every Dutch people that you should, you know, you should let go of what you think and believe. I mean, it's more about, you know, the, 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 the practice is what actually brings that uh, knowledge uh, to them. And mm-hmm. I'm quite excited that through our services, as we collaborate, that they also have that New shift of mindset, and they see the benefits in the collaboration. They also see the entrepreneurship that the developers bring to the table, uh, because especially when it comes to African developers, they are super, super entrepreneurial. So mm-hmm. it's not just about the coding; it's about no. the full opinion. They, the you know, they have they have much they have the opinion. They're very entrepreneurial. They're looking at, oh, why don't we do it in this way? And they like the energy as well. You know, the yeah. the, the excitement, the happiness, the eagerness and uh, and that that's beautiful to hear those feedback from my clients and also to see that they're enjoying that and and they also want more and some have been growing their team over and over again from you know from never trying it to mm-hmm. growing their team and be like whoa this is you know where have you been all this while
0: you're you're changing somehow the fabric of how organizations look at talent but also somehow the way we can build in the future Brandon maybe I would be very keen to hear from your perspective as well what is what is it that you like right <laughs> with working with Zartek because again it can be if you look on paper and if you take away kind of this this dimension of the mission you have it's a classic bi- business model right more or less I'm sure you have more insights but let's let's keep it simple for the sake of this episode but I I've, I've interacted with you on a couple of occasions I see you here with Nelson doing and driving some of the very strategic points of the organization but with, with a very interesting impact, European, cross, <laughs> cross-continental, uh, and human-wise. Where, where do you find your energy? What do you appreciate around being in this environment and in this type of business?
2: In my opinion, I think what I really value from my work is that the value that we can bring from to the Netherlands, to Europe, to the mm-hmm. world, but also back to, to, to Africa, right? Um, and also to showcase the resources that are there and available. Um, Mm -hmm. So if I put it short, I'm not from Africa myself, but I do Mm -hmm. come from Curaçao, and Curaçao Mm -hmm. is highly linked with the Netherlands. And there I also, before I started working with with, um, Zartec, you already see that most people either don't see the potential there, Mm -hmm. and vice versa, those people living there don't see the potential they can offer, Mm -hmm. right? Um, So linking that back to the work I do now, I think the fact that we also engage with a lot of communities and organizations as well, whether governmental or non-governmental in the Netherlands, to help bring awareness to diversity and inclusion. That is something I already value, you know, to really mm-hmm. showcase the potential of being more diverse and focusing on people from diverse backgrounds. But second to that is also hearing the stories of people from those uh, communities to speak upon the journey they went to, mm-hmm. all the hardships they went to, and be able to reach where they are now um, to help support People um, from diverse backgrounds, either to either achieve the same thing or at least to bring them up. I think that is something I really value a lot because um, I can. It's, it's something I also saw a little bit in myself as well. You know what I mean? When I came to the Netherlands, it's a whole different culture. It's really hard to really embrace the culture and really integrate. Um, so the opportunity to not only bring awareness to that, but also help people in the same circumstance. I think that's something. Um, mm at least value from my work.
0: For sure. And you mentioned something really interesting, that they have a journey that is somehow maybe similar from one to another, no matter where they come from. They are the journey of integration. Are there any particular patterns that you observe and we can help maybe those who are interested in working with you in the future to be prepared? Because whenever I worked with organizations and I was like, hey, we're going to open our hearts and arms and contracts to a more diverse background type of population. But we need to be ready. We also need to welcome people, even if they're different and I'm putting the air quotes because I don't necessarily um, uh, see a big difference when it comes to work but we are different in values in ways we embrace I don't know our cultures the way we speak Um, we are defined by how we grew up and I think it's important to embrace that difference but ultimately organizations when it comes to styles of works and style of communication styles of decision making styles of building things um, the integration is very important right we need to kind of absorb but protect individualities at the same time. Is there a pattern that you see in this journey of people moving from, uh, as you say, I don't see any potential on both sides to I do see the potential and I want to be in this conversation and I want to be taking advantage of this potential of working abroad, of working with international companies, of having access to multiple opportunities?
2: yeah so i think it definitely starts with information right if you don't know like said, if you don't know what you don't know then you just don't know right so you have to be you have to have the awareness that this that's something out there um but i think a pattern is also when it comes to the integration part is not only patience but let the so let the the person or uh, the person you're working with showcase their their skills and uh their ability to do the job mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times, a lot of times, a lot of biases comes with regards to, sometimes unconscious or conscious, regards to what the person can do and what they can offer. And that already influences how you interact with them before they even start working. For and sure. when they do start working, that already affects how you work with them. Mm-hmm. Without, and that can sometimes form a blockade in regards to the what that person is, can deliver, right? So you're limiting that person. Um, I think what is happening now is people not only now understand the value Mm -hmm. that the different people can bring from different backgrounds and vice versa, but also allowing them to really uh, embrace the situation they're in to really showcase their ability to perform. I I think that pattern is something people are moving more towards to, which makes uh, a lot easier for companies to embrace a more diverse culture because now they see that, we were limiting ourselves, but now that we let it happen, now oh, I can see the value in it. And that's a pattern that slowly I can see building as well in the communities and people we speak to in the Netherlands with different companies as well. Yeah.
0: yeah. So hold that door open and let people try. We will fail together, right? It doesn't really matter. We grow together. And that access to information, indeed, uh, limiting it to just certain channels or doing the same thing over and over and hoping that we have people from diverse backgrounds applying or working with us or being interested, it just doesn't work. So I think you kind of opening that door is, is super interesting. Nelson, you were mentioning a little bit at the beginning that there's a lot going on. I'm very curious what's in store for Zartek. What's if you know if we talk again in one year from now on what should have have happened <laughs>
1: <laughs> I think in a year from now I think a lot would have happened uh, when uh we are in a very um, pivoting point uh, mm-hmm. when they make it or break it points. Okay. <laughs> so, I like this moments. <laughs> um, yeah, I like it. I like it. That's, it's, it's the best part of entrepreneurship, right? It's a time yeah. you know, whereby you're like, we either go all in or we go home. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, I think uh, we're launching, uh, as you know, that we, we, of course, we we have two services that we have as a company, company now whereby we build uh, software uh, solutions uh, for companies with with the help of diverse IT aspects uh, that we oversee. And at the moment, we've got almost about 15,000 developers in the network. Mm -hmm. Uh, Secondly, we, of course, we build teams, uh, remote teams or on-site teams for companies, also from diverse backgrounds as well, to help companies build software solutions. And finally, now, over the past uh, years, we've been working with a huge team rigorously to Uh, build our own software solutions and we're Mm -hmm. finally launching one of the solutions uh, in the next uh, two months yeah yeah so i think in the next uh, year i hope that we would uh, be in a place whereby also we as that as well can also already create uh, more than 300, uh, 300, 400, 500 jobs in Africa ourselves. And also then at least when we show people so that we ourselves are also leveraging the African talent and they see the possibility that was possible, that mm-hmm. they're also going to be willing and excited to also extend the opportunities that they're still safeguarding to these places.
0: That sounds really impressive. And I, I wish you the best of luck with that. You also mentioned <laughs> a bit jokingly that the entrepreneurial journey it is a messy one. Um, On this podcast, we try to also show a bit of that, let's say, not so uh, glamorous part where we built and we shipped and we're good, uh, but also some of the hardships. And um, one, because those listening, maybe they have a brilliant idea that will influence how we we deal with talent in an inclusive way and they just don't have the courage, but I also don't want them to be naive, right? So we kind of share some lessons from all the founders we talked to on this podcast. What is it for you that maybe you didn't expect for it to be as hard as it is, <laughs> no matter that you're doing this business for what more than 10 years now? Um, what is it still like giving you a little bit of <laughs> trouble?
1: I think uh, the, the fact. I think maybe just um, the. I think the, the, the community. Um, I would like for it, uh, the acceptance of people, mm-hmm. I mean, the acceptance of the community, the acceptance of solutions. Mm-hmm. Um, I think for me, I, it still baffles me that you can have. You know, what just made so much sense, you could have the solution to global warming and the solution to, you know, to whatever. And if you don't, you know, um, have the right people in your network or mm-hmm. or maybe, you know, uh, dance the rhythm of a specific person that holds the key. Uh, that you might, you know, you might just be taken for granted and people would not listen and that people mm-hmm. will not look beyond and people will not think beyond and you know and look out to their comfort zone to be like, how could you? So I think uh, for me I'm still I'm still trying to navigate it. I'm still trying to understand because for me it's just for me I felt like you know if you've got like good solutions and good product that makes sense yeah. and yeah. i just fit that you know why wouldn't you? Uh, yeah. even when people say that this is this is the solution, yeah, but you know but I think so maybe it's also more the cultural side and belief and you know and yeah. you know how to push past this. I think that's just something that I i'm, I'm um, what's it called? I've been working towards, and, for example, I named the company tech and we went against the hard. Uh yeah. Even though there was a lot of people that said, that, you know, they really understand, they really love the name, but, you know, but at some point, we had to back back off and change the name. Yeah. Uh, we dropped the W and changed the name to Zatech just to allow, uh, what's it called, a service to be able to enter into the market. And surprisingly, it did after we did that. but So, but. Wow. That's, but that's still uh, a shame. Yeah. Um, and I'm hoping that someday maybe that we're going to be powerful enough or maybe we're going to be strong enough to Mature move enough, and make yeah. those if um uh, happen. Or maybe we're going to learn some other ways to make it happen.
0: Thank you very much for much so much for sharing that. I know it's a vulnerable thing to kind of come forth with. Um, and, but it's a reality. I think we, we want <laughs> things to be like, Good for everybody and inclusive, and as you say, accepting. But in reality, it is very fragmented. The experience we get, especially as as expats, and especially um, as as people from, let's say, not the traditional type of uh, persona we see in business, um, uh, it is very very fragmented, and it can be hard on the heart. Right? It can be really heavy there. Um, but you you're doing some wonderful wonderful things. Um, and I think the impact is not just today, it, it can perpetuate, as you were saying, throughout generations and you impacting the sustain, yeah. like directly uh, the sustainable sustainability development goals. Um, it's something that I have not seen and I wish everybody would really take advantage of this, right? Like it's at a lot of people's fingertips when it comes to this type of business. Um, I want to thank you both for being present on today's uh, podcast episode. I wish you the best of luck in everything. Um, if you want to share like a, a last word for your, your hope, right? For the industry. I always have a little bit of a, maybe we'll do a, a memo book at some point. If you <laughs> want to ask something, All of us, right, those listening who are in talent, talent acquisition, hiring managers in tech, uh, product creators, users, right, of different products, any particular ask, what can we do better?
1: I think uh, maybe what I would ask is to walk the talk, right? Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah, you have decisions. I, I do understand that decisions are made by, you know, by the management, by the board, by other people, let's say with different agendas and different views, maybe a little bit outdated views. Uh, but of course, uh, you as an hiring manager as well, you also you are like a gatekeeper. Uh, you can also you can t- create accountability at your own, you know, with your own little wave, and that accountability could go a long way. Um, you could challenge the norms uh, that you don't believe in, and not only be like, oh yeah, well it's not me, it's just from above, and. Support those notions. I think uh, if if you do care about uh, inclusivity and diversity and DEI in in realness, and you want to be real with yourself, then you're also going to uh, stand by it and stand for it. And being able to speak out when you see something off or wrong is really important. Otherwise, then you shouldn't say you're supporting it, or shouldn't say you stand by it. Um, so I think that would be an advice, because I've seen let's say from different angles, people that say is that, but even sometimes even the SDG department, they come by and be like, well, we couldn't do anything because I'm like, why do they have this SDG? Is it for just a show off? Um, uh, So it's quite quite sad, actually.
2: Yeah, walk the talk. Brandon? I like walk the talk. Um, So I think to also build on that as well is not only to be willing to explore beyond your immediate environment, but then ask yourself, why you should do that you know what i mean i think a lot of times people um they 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 don't they don't know why they they should do something because they don't see the reason but but they also don't ask themselves what the reason could be i think when you ask yourself the reason why it's important to do something or what the benefit is of doing something you're more willing to also engage in that act because then you will also see the opportunities that are, are lying there. So I think that's something I would definitely recommend as well, to ask yourself what the benefits would be. I think a lot of answers will come to yourself.
0: Ask the why and the so what, <laughs> so we move forward. <laughs> Thank you both. Thank you both. Uh, it's been wonderful having you here.
1: It is. Yeah, it is our pleasure. Likewise. Yeah, thanks for having us as well.
0: Thank you so much for staying with us for the entire episode you are the best. If you enjoyed this conversation, subscribe to the We Include podcast on Spotify or the podcast provider of your choice. And don't forget to share in your networks. It's highly appreciated. You can find me on LinkedIn for suggestions of initiatives and topics you'd like to see covered in future episodes. They are coming out weekly. Till next time, take care.